0: Rob Prism here with Jim. They are using recursion to put music on chain. So we're having a sick pack show today with like tons of innovation <laughs> happening. Do you want to talk about it, Prism?
1: Yeah, if I can set it up just a little bit, because I want to add a little alpha to it. For those that don't know us, we're, we we started building Counterfeit Culture back with 38,980. So we've been here since February. And Boozy down there in the crowd, he's also doing the, the artwork for Trevor's project. So he's, me and him have started this a long time ago. And Our whole thing was we're going to experiment as much as we possibly can on Bitcoin. And so up to now, we've put together nine collections from seven different artists, onboarded maybe seven of those artists, had never touched Bitcoin or Stacks or anything like that, and recently have been working on some project-specific stuff like our PFPs, all 111 one-of-one glitch art PFPs. And what's next? We've been waiting for this solution. We've been waiting for recursion. We put together this idea of... I've always been a collector of art and I've really fallen in love with some of these collections like 6529s, like you mentioned earlier, Uh, fake memes, fake rares. These are some of my favorite parts of NFTs. And we wanted to do this to bring this to ordinals. We've been working with 22 different artists on a collection called Counterfeit Cards, uh, Series Zero. And we have all of that art ready. And the initial plan was, let's do, let's inscribe these and then let's use L2 because that's a good distribution layer. But now with Recursion, we can do this all on chain. And so we are rolling this out, using Recursion. We're putting the first card out, and then we're giving that as a claim to our holders. And then we're doing 21 more. And and those are all artists that have not released, for the most part, have not released anything on Bitcoin. One of those is a musician. And he's put together a, if I'm not mistaken, it's a 30-second music and animated ordinal. I think it's 30 seconds, it might be a little bit shorter, but not only using Recursion to create the additions of these cards, but also figuring out how do we get music on Chain. And I brought Jim here with me, who's been working on this music card. He's He's been inscribing sense on Chain, ways you can piece together music. He's also inscribed pixel arrays, making it cheaper to inscribe images on ordinals. And so, yeah, I wanted to talk a little bit about about music and the different things outside of just 10Ks that
2: Recursion allows us to do. So I I appreciate you guys bringing us up. I'm excited to hear about it. I'm on this show at least once a week saying I want to see more interesting file types. And audio files are definitely one of the interesting things. I would love to hear what y'all are up to.
1: Yeah, if anyone knows Longstreet... Uh, Trevor, I know you know Longstreet. Um, he's, he's been putting music on chain since early on. Started out with Happy Birthday in, in a MIDI format, uh, and then slowly adding more things and uh, just experimenting a little bit more. And yeah, he gave us this 69 megabyte file. Uh, scared me a little bit. But luckily, I have Jim here, who's been putting together a library on Ordinals. And Jim, do you want to jump in and talk a
3: little bit about what you've done with this? Yeah, sure. I've, I've been working on a project for a little while about it's finally getting music onto the the blockchain and actually recursions come along and has suddenly made it a, a possibility when I thought it, it, it just was going to remain out of our, our reach and so I've been trying to create a sort of global audio sample library with inscriptions so I created a new JSON format that uh, allows fields to be added so that you can record a sample uh, inside a JSON it's the audio is actually encoded Base 64 and inside a json so you can have certain fields that explain what the audio is what the instrument is perhaps what the note is Um, and then you can use the fields in that json with other things that i've inscribed like uh, effects units that will pitch the note and change things and when they came to me with this thing from long street the first thing that sort of occurred to me is we can break all of these uh, samples up into loops and not only can we you know, turn these into these these JSON files, but also actually allows you to remix them and make it much longer to make a full song. Once you've got these loops cut up, it, it, it actually becomes a very small text file of instructions to to call these ordinals. So, yeah, so it just came at the right time for me. I've been working on it for a few weeks and I've created, I was really, it was resonating. A lot of what Udi was saying was resonating with me because I'm definitely someone who's, in the long game, I don't really like hyping things. I'm really trying to think about a utility that everyone can use. And I love the idea of being, I was a musician in my sort of past life before Bitcoin came along. And it was, I love the idea of, of there being a library that people could access and write fully expressive music. Imagine when we, we have ga- all these games and the land that people are talking about, having actual real high quality audio files that people can then put into a for example i've created a a 64-step audio sequencer so you can take these ordinals drop them all into these different places trigger them and then you can then output that as another inscription and so yeah we've been working on ways to break down this 30-second piece so that it turns it into these text files and then b they can be you know, inscribed separately to take the weight off having to have a single big inscription, and it's all reusable, uh, of course, in the future. And then we're also working on, yeah, like Prism said, working on these uh, pixel array. I don't know if people know, like a, it's got something, a pixel array or a pixel matrix where you might have all of these pixels that are like three, you say you've got 300 orange pixels in a line, and you can actually turn that into a single instruction that just says orange 300 rather than actually having to, uh, in the data, write 300 times orange. So we've been working on various ways to shrink these things down using both of these methods, sometimes looking at where the pixel array can be used. So you turn a part of the picture into code, and then you end up with, a say, a border around it that you keep as an image because it's complicated, but you can still cut out 60 70% uh, of the memory by doing that. But yeah, it's been such a an interesting journey to come on. I was actually talking to Trevor a couple of months ago, and I was trying to explain, because Satoshis all do have individual numbers, it did occur to me very early on that I didn't know what it would be called, recursion, but I was thinking, surely, because I know the number of this Satoshi, I can surely communicate between two Satoshis. And so I, I started inscribing uh, HTML code right from the start. Probably wasn't until about two months ago that I started inscribed a particular file that contained the the data for creating 4,802 different files. And it wasn't until probably, I think it was the day that Casey actually pushed the update that I actually then created the first recursion that went back to this original file and pulled out an individual uh, image from the 4,000 images. But yeah, music really for me is the thing that seemed out of reach. And now I really hope that we can get some sort of standard together so that, We can have this big sample library and then we can start hearing real, real music in games and all these things.
0: Yeah, totally. So you said
3: the 69
0: megabyte file and you're able to reduce it down like
3: 60, 70 percent in
0: terms of the inscription fees by using recursion intelligently. Is that correct?
3: It's using a combination of recursion on the audio and then actually using pixel arrays in some of the image, in parts of the image. It's actually also an animated, it's like a a movie, it's a proper animated clip, which is 30 seconds long. So the music is one part and the image is another. There's parts of the image which I'm looking at going, yep, I can totally turn that into pixel arrays. There's parts that... That can't, and they're in the same frames. So it's quite, quite an interesting project, but it's a lot of fun and very, very much part of the journey of uh being led by our imagination. And Udi said, "Fuck around and find out." <laughs> That's right. We're we're not done yet,
1: um, but he's got it down on the music side. I think there's what 23 files at 37 kilobytes each. So we'll we'll try to go a little bit further. Yeah. Um and then the and of course we've got the image side as well. But it's going to be worth it. I think this is going to be just a really fucking cool thing to get out there. Whether we lose money on it or not, that's a <laughs> sacrifice that I'm willing to make because I just think this is going to be really dope.
0: Yeah, I like almost the idea of calling it like recursive art because it's different than generative art. There's there's a lot of overlap. It's also like how can you reuse as much as possible to keep the file size low is a really cool idea. And it also The idea that also it's out there for anyone to use is really interesting to me. And even Leo, I want to ask you about this because it'd be great to have even some IP people up here to talk about like for our project, for Ninja Alerts, like we're going to inscribe all the traits, right? And we want to have maybe a hybrid model where the traits themselves could be CCO, but we would want to put like an exception on the pieces that are compiled where if you have a certain PFP created from those traits, we'd want to make sure that you have that PFP, but we'd also want to leave all the other combinations, like open, kind of CCO. And Leo, I'm curious what your take on that is. I know you're a big CCO fan, but I also think there's something to like allowing people to like feel like they really own their PFP.
2: Look, yeah, I think the idea of as much CC0 as you are able to do, I'm obviously for, I think allowing other people to take those assets and who knows what they'll create, right? Like maybe they'll create ninjas, like maybe they'll do some crazy stuff, mix it with some other art. I think that's super cool. I, I think as many of these like transparent PNG, SVG type assets we can put out there to create a library for people to use, the larger we make that library, the like cooler stuff we're going to see people do. And contributing to that is a great thing. I think that's awesome. And I obviously, I think if you want people to, people probably do it anyways, even if you don't make it CC0, but you do probably you do want some sort of CC0. Like, IP is going to become a thing in this space at some point. Like, it'll mature enough and it becomes more of a thing. Um, Yeah, I I would definitely tend to say, if you want, if the intention is for other people to be using what you're inscribing through recursion, I would definitely put out that it's CC0 so that people know that they can do that without potentially, like, breaking a law. right? Just when you think one meta has run its course and new meta always pops up, and obviously that that meta being recursion, it unlocks so many cool things, and... We've got multiple people <laughs> who I don't know. Like I think it would have been it would have been pretty hard. It would have been challenging to do music NFTs in a way that like made sense to the collector or the listener without recursion. And I think recursion will make that experience just a lot more elegant, more attractive to people, artists, and collectors. So I think it's my question is like, how do I buy one? Of that? Like how do I own music? I want to own music NFTs on Bitcoin. So it's I love what y'all are doing. It's extremely innovative. Very big brain stuff, to be honest. I think you're working with a lot of constraints and working with what you've got and making it work. And that's like really, that's really cool. And the fact that there's going to be these cool visual artifacts of the way you had to compress all this stuff is pretty neat. So I don't know, keep us posted. I'd be curious to hear what Violetta has to say about music NFTs recursion, what this unlocks from your perspective, Violetta.
4: Hey guys, I just came in. As Jim was finishing, but immediately I was like, oh wow, this is really cool. I'm a musician, Jim, hi, nice to meet you. And I've been looking into bringing my music to ordinals for a few weeks now, about a month, and trying to figure out what the best way was. And with the recursive inscriptions now, it seems that could be a very efficient way to do it. However, my doubt is more than doubt it's more like a question because when people have been talking about these things and I've just checked out your sample by the way that you just that you inscribed that's really cool that you can just have that and then use that to link to a different inscription and build a track but do you think that would work for all kinds of artists or because myself for example I do everything live like my thing is I do a live recording vocals guitar like all at the same time oftentimes on the same mic that's how i preserve the rawness and the liveness of my music that's how i like to express myself rather than build tracks with many production layers do you think there's a way to utilize this process for whatever kind of genre or do you think it'll be more suitable or only suitable for people that can dissect their tracks yeah, do you have any thoughts on this?
3: It's, it's definitely much more of a, a production type setup right now. But again, a few weeks ago, I didn't even think this would be possible. And But yeah, I was saying to Longstreet in Prison the other day that the sort of final frontier for me was just having like WAV file quality productions. And certainly it's going to suit more of that sort of DJ type mindset. But vocals is going to be i don't have an answer for that yet other than layer two but there's certainly going to be yeah ways that we'll be able to combine layer one and layer two to do this but yeah i think in terms of live i don't have an answer for you other than aspects of it being on chain and the fact that you could potentially if you were using certain words you could inscribe a verse word by word but it would be a very long way around it so yeah i don't have an exact answer for you now but i think it's a very good start that people can at least create the backing track if you will in in, with high quality audio and and have that accessible on chain and again if it's part of a big community library then the more people that start adding samples the more uh, expressive and interesting the music that comes back out of it's going to be
4: oh yeah i think it's amazing I, i think it's absolutely incredible and even if i wanted to just compose and produce a song with samples that can only be found on the Bitcoin blockchain. These are Bitcoin native audio samples that would just be an amazing trait for a song to have. So, yeah, because I, I was thinking I obviously wanted to inscribe a song. And when the recursion came out, I was like, OK, maybe I can try and separate record vocals and guitar separately and then link them to one, and inscribe them separately, link them to one and only have these two treat the vocals and the guitar as each as a trait uh, pretty much. And but I don't know if that would actually, you know, um, save a lot of cost because it would still be like two minutes. Yeah, <laughs>
3: not really. It's like probably what you'd want to do if you're taking something that you've mixed like that is just potentially just breaking the song up into parts so that you've got you know a bar and a bar that's what i've been doing with long street stuff although having said that hearing people talking about the libraries earlier i got very excited when the when i heard that the 3js library had been inscribed and i spent quite a long time looking for it and i found it and i decoded it but it's minified and so i still haven't been able to actually make it work but it was great hearing danny the other day saying that he's going to they're going to open source it because I've got lots of 3D stuff I've been working on. But yeah, it's like I, th- I think chopping it up into small pieces is probably a good start. But feel free to DM me. I've, Like I said, I've created this JSON standard, which I hope I can get people to start using the same standard because then it's really easy for us to start indexing everything. And I've also built a 64 audio sequencer, which I'll also inscribe. And so people can just load their own samples into this, set them into the right rhythm but I'd love it if someone would inscribe the tone.js library. That would make a hell of a big difference for musicians. And even the midi.js library would be pretty cool as well. I have been inscribing some Python oscillators, which is pretty cool. You can get some pretty cool sounds. I tried to get build an oscillator that would emulate my, my Korg MS-10. It doesn't emulate the whole keyboard, but I certainly got some very cool sounds out of it. And again, that also extends what we can do with music. But yeah, it's. I think just keep experimenting, just keep trying stuff.
1: Yeah, it's really incredible how quickly Jim got to work on this and just how quickly he came up with a solution. So we'll keep working on this and we'll see how far we can take it. I just see this as the next step of experimentation. With Up until now, it's really just been about what's the highest quality that you can get on chain without even thinking about these other things like music. And now it's like a second wave of experimentation. And it's really exciting. This is just another thing. Who knows what's next and where recursion can take us. It may, recursion makes a strong case that we really don't need anything but L1 bitcoins. We'll see what happens.